Oh my goodness. Thank you guys for tuning in to Empower the Letter U Crown Up, where this is where we empower our moms, entrepreneurs, and educators to cultivate better relationships by prioritizing their mental health. And today we have a special guest with us, Miss Shanette, and we're just so excited to have her. Um, before we bring her to the stage today, we just want to make sure that you are taking time for yourself, that you are taking time out of your day to prioritize your mental health. Take a breath, take a breather, regardless of what's going on around you to remember that today was not promised and God allowed you to wake up and see another day. So take a breath, relax, smile. And remember, whatever it is that you're dealing with right now, it is not the end all be all. So if it's not worth stressing over, matter of fact, nothing's worth stressing over, let it go. So we have our special guest here, Miss Chanette. Miss Chanette, we are so excited to have you. How are you? Hey, I am awesome. Happy New Year. I am so ready um, to see what God has got in store for us this year. Yes, yes. I'm so glad you said that because we're ready. Like, I think everybody was like, you know, we're ready to embark on a new year, new me, just everything. Um, I spoke at a conference called New Year, New You. And I was like, you know, that's a perfect way to get 2024 started. But tell us about yourself and what it is that you do. So I am what you call a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> I, I have several well, I, I have several brands, but they all fall up under Sydney Event Productions, which was my first baby. Sydney Event Productions LLC is almost 16 years old. So this was my first business. And from that business, I have spawned brands that coincide with this business because everything I do is all about family. It's about love. It's about relationships. So Sydney Events falls up under there, which is wedding design and floral design. Then there is Your Day and Beyond, which is the podcast, the blog, the uh, lifestyle, and travel has been added to that brand. And then Fight Less, which is my coaching brand, where I coach women on rewriting their love story. So I am always coming up with new things, new ideas, have to harness those a little bit. But after I get them harnessed, I generally bring them in under my brand because I believe that you need to put as many irons in the fire as possible when it comes to diversifying your income. Yes, especially nowadays, like more than ever, I feel like people are starting to realize that and see that. But it's also something that's kind of scary in a sense, because it's like now the average person has to have like two or three jobs just to make it. And it's like, what about our children? You know, right. And I get that. But when you're doing it as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. that's a little bit different because right. It's building your your brand, your you know your financial uh, security. You're not relying on other people, and mm -hmm. I think that is one thing that we kind of got away from 
um, just generations and generations ago, you know, people used to be entrepreneurs. You know, you had the barbershops, you had um, the lady, you know, after church, you would go, she had her little store. I remember, you know, growing up in my mom's hometown, um, we would go there for summers and um, right across the street from the church, she had her business there. And um, you go to the barbershop or you go get a dress made or you go, get, everything was within your community and people were entrepreneurs. And I think when you embrace that type of lifestyle, you don't feel burdened or indebted or maybe just, I think the best word to say is unappreciated because a lot of times when you work in companies or you work for organizations, all that you bring to the table, most of the time you're not appreciated for it. And being an entrepreneur, it's just a whole different level. It um, is very satisfying. It's hard work, but it's satisfying. And so for me, always being able to create another avenue stream to bring in um, income and bring in finances into my household um, is something that I love doing, especially when it aligns to my purpose, when it aligns to my creative talents. Yes. And I love how you said that because it's about leaving that generational wealth for your family and your building. Mm -hmm. And if we can go work on somebody else's job, why not do it for us? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's not to say that it's going to be easier or anything like that, because by all means, it's not easier. And so we see why so many people decide to stay on a job and just work a job because it does get frustrating at times. But at the end of the day, it's so rewarding because you no job can tell you what you are worth. And so right. when you have your own business, you set your own prices, you can set your own hours, really. Right. And you're doing something that you're passionate about. And now I get when they say, hey, if you do something you're passionate about, you'll never work another day in your life, which is so true. Exactly. Because <laughs> you enjoy what you're doing. So that brings us to what is your favorite quote or your favorite scripture uh, something that helps you and pushes you because we know life be out here lifing. Like I tell people all the time and people have heard it so many times. I say it's hard in your streets because <laughs> life be lifing. <laughs> what is something, a scripture, a quote that keeps you motivated and keeps you going? Um, I have several quotes around my house. They're on my my mirror in the bathroom. They're on the door um, going out the garage. They're on my closet door. They're on my, you know, my pantry. Um, I used to have them going down the hallway on the wall, but they uh, that was getting to be a bit much. But I have several quotes all around me um, so that it reminds me and motivates me um, throughout the day, especially when um, you know, things get a little challenging for me and I'm really trying to figure out, okay, which direction to go, you know, in making a decision. So those quotes help, but there's a scripture that I hold dear to my heart and that's Proverbs three, uh, 13 and 22. And it's a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that resonates with me so much because everything that I do, I do for my family because I I know now um, how much generational wealth can help your family um, 
reach the the highest potential that they could become. Um, it's really hard to reach your highest potential and be who you were really meant to be when you're struggling in poverty. Hmm. And for a long time, even in my my background, my upbringing, money was not something that was a conversation that we had in a positive light. It was more of a negative light because it was always about lack, not having enough. And so the conversations always circulate, uh, circulated around lack instead of, you know, abundance when it came to money. So my view of money and how I looked at money um, made it really hard for me even to, as an entrepreneur, want to ascribe to leave an inheritance for my children and to, you know, to, to build generational wealth so that, you know, my bloodline can live better then I live and that next bloodline can live even better. And so because those conversations were not had in my household about that, I view um, making money or having a lot of money as something evil. Mm. And it's counterintuitive to what the Bible is telling us. An inheritance, how are you going to leave an inheritance if you're not building wealth? Mm. You can't. What are you gonna? What what inheritance would you leave? What what can you leave if you're not building wealth? Yeah, it starts with the mindset because mm-hmm. you know if your mindset is oh when I die you know people can just get a GoFundMe or whatever the case is that is not the mindset to lead generational wealth. And so that's why I'm glad you said that because when I do my coaching, I do a lot of starting getting your mental right because if your mental is not right, there is nothing I can do for you or nothing that you can do for any of your clients if their mental is not in the right place. And so we have to start identifying those self-limiting beliefs and get rid of those because if you grow up in the household that says, oh, you know, no need to save money, what you going to save it for when you die? You can't take it with you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's true. You can't take it with you. You're not supposed to. Right. You're supposed to leave it for <laughs> the next generation. <laughs> right. And it's like, don't you want the next generation to be able to be better and for you to leave that generational wealth for them? And so I'm so glad that you said that most definitely. So that brings me to, I know you are a serial entrepreneur. Tell us about your childhood. Um, How was that? And also, did you see yourself being who you are today? I definitely did not see myself (laughs) um, being who I am today. I did not see that little girl back then being this woman right now. Um, my childhood was pretty typical. I grew up in a small town, um, in West Texas, Breckenridge, Texas, and it was my mom's hometown and we had, uh, tons of family cousins and things like that. So I always had people to play with. Um, I have two brothers that are younger than me, so I'm the oldest. So I, I was the one made to be more responsible um, and probably that's probably why I'm a little bossy, <laughs> but <laughs> there were some, um, some experiences in my childhood that were also periods of instability. Um, when my mom went through things in her marriage and things like that, that took away that consistency for us. 
of, you know, being where we were in a home. So we've been, we moved up to Fort Worth. Um, I think I may have been fifth grade. And so a lot of instability took place for me from fifth grade, pretty much through, I don't know, maybe seventh grade. There was some instability. It took my mom a little bit of time to get up on her feet. So um, we were living with people and, you know, it's all good in the beginning, but then people let you know real quick, they're ready for you to go, no -hmm. matter if you're paying, you know, them rent or whatever. So they want their own space. And so you could feel that energy. Even as a child, I was always able to pick up on things like that. And so those are the things that made me a little shy. Um, they, um, had me going inward a lot. Um, not having, you know, not feeling safe. And um, that shaped how I wanted to raise my children. Um, That also let me know how strong my mother was and what she went through to take care of three children. So it really changed my perspective on a lot of things um, about, you know, just being a mother, being a woman and, I my mom always pushed education. Education was very important to her. So um she, you know, that was one of the things in our house. You you will get an education, you will get a college education. And so um because she pushed like that, you know, I I do I'm college educated. I have two bachelors and a master's and I think an associate. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm thoroughly educated, um, and love that I am because of what she, you know, what she pushed for. And I think she pushed for th- those things because she didn't want us to have to struggle the way that she was struggling. Mm-hmm. And once things got very stable for us, she got a more secure job, um, and we, you know, we were good. She started going back to school and she got her degree. She got her bachelor's degree. So again, education was very important to her. And had that not been something that she instilled in me, my life probably would look a lot different. Um, and it's because of the education that when, you know, and that and also being reared in church, Mm-hmm. That that played a big importance in my life as well. So those are the foundational things that that make up who I am: education, um, family, um, a spiritual background. Or it was religious, then turned spiritual um, background. But those are the things that have shaped the woman that I am today. And I'm super, 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 super proud of me because um, I've been through some things mm-hmm. <laughs> and those things have shaped me. They've molded me. But as you said or, um, in our part one, um, that you went through something to be a testimony to someone else. And that is basically what we are here for. Our struggles, 
what that we go through, we're strong enough to go through them. And because we're strong enough to go through them, we have to be that voice and that testimony to let another woman know, hey, girl, I know what you're going through. I know what you feel. I know how you feel. And you know what? You're going to come out of this okay. Because I did. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I would be that woman. I don't think I would have the stories that I have if I didn't have the childhood that I had. Yes. And your childhood pushes you. And I'm glad you said that because being with the background in education, we see it every day where education is changing. <laughs> and <laughs> um, it's hard to see mm -hmm. that because you don't necessarily see the parents like what we had back then to push you. And no, you're not going to just sit around and do nothing. Right. And things of that nature. And so it's hard to see that because living in this day and time with everything going on, it's like, no, you don't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be like that. Like we need you to push yourself and kids need that push because they don't know what they want to do or want to become. But that's our job is to lead and guide them. And I think a lot of parents are forgetting that because they want to be their child's friend so bad but you cannot. They need direction. Um, not saying right. to be harsh, but there's a way to do it. Right, right. And I think a lot of parents are pretty lost themselves, you know, just trying to figure it out because it is a different world that we live in. And a lot of people are just focusing on just trying to live, just trying to put food on the table, just trying to make ends meet. And sometimes it's unfortunate that those children are the ones being left behind mm -hmm. because parents are focused on those other things. Now you got parents too, that are not focused on that, those things. They're focused on the wrong thing. But I think the majority of the parents really do want to do a good job. They just don't know how. Hey moms, educators, and entrepreneurs, are you ready to feel empowered? I am Brittany Petty, and I'm the founder of Empower You Crown Up, where we believe in empowering minds to live empowered lives. We've created mental health positivity boxes that are geared towards your self-care journey. One thing that sets me apart Outside of being a mama for international keynote speaker and podcasters, that I'm also a licensed professional counselor. And I'm constantly in the trenches, working inside of the community worldwide to assess your mental health and your self-care needs. So make sure that you join the thousands of women who are moms, educators, and entrepreneurs who are taking a vow to prioritize their mental health today and grab yourself a mental health positivity self-care box to start prioritizing you. Go to FocusYourSuccess.com and grab your mental health positivity self-care box and take action on prioritizing you this day forward because you deserve to take care of you and to feel empowered. You deserve it. Because like I tell people all the time, parenting does not come with a manual at all. Right. <laughs> right. It does not. And so, you know, that goes to what we talked about, removing the mask um, in part one. But we're in part two now. 
where you get to talk to the audience about the importance of removing the mask. And so tell us, why do you think so many people are holding on to that mask and not being authentic, being free? Probably the main reason is that, and I'm talking from the woman's perspective, Mm -hmm. that women hold on to the mask is because they really haven't learned to love themselves Mm -hmm. and accept themselves. And because they haven't really learned that or come to that realization about themselves, they feel like they have to pretend. And when we pretend, we never pretend to be less than. We always pretend to be more than. When you're playing dress up as a little girl, you know, you wanted the full full on, the wig on, the high heels. You wanted to go full in on it. And it's the same thing um, with women that have not fully embraced themselves um, and who they really are and who they truly are. And not just embrace themselves, but love themselves, genuinely love themselves they tend to put on masks. I was that woman for years. You know, I was in a a very uh, toxic marriage. And on the outside, it looked like I had the world in my hands. Um, I always loved my my wardrobe was stylish. I was going to be either the trendsetter or on trend in my wardrobe um, and hair, nails, just always, I look the epitome of somebody that stepped out of a magazine, like my mom used to always say, but on the inside, it was something else going on with me mentally, with me, you know, spiritually, because I was drowning um, or dying literally in a marriage because it was such a toxic marriage. And I wore that mask because, hey, it felt good to have, you know, that that financial piece in the marriage. That that financial piece where I could buy the things that I wanted. And I used that as a distraction a lot. Shopping, shopping, shopping. That was my distraction to mask what I was feeling on the inside that this marriage isn't good for me. I need to get out of this marriage. And so on my journey of healing, um, I sought out therapy and I also work with a life coach and doing those things. They, you know, they helped me to really get at the core of loving me mm-hmm. because in my past, like I said, you know, there were things in my past that there was there was instability and there was trauma there. There was trauma with um, being molested. So there were a lot of things going on in my head and a lot of things that I hadn't managed, I hadn't dealt with, I hadn't uh, come to terms with, didn't know how because it happened when I was so young. So I didn't even have the vocabulary or the uh, the mental maturity to even understand what was being done to me. I knew it was wrong, but I didn't know that 
I I could stand up for myself mm-hmm. because I'm a child. And so I carried that with me for years. And that that kind of energy is what attracted me to that toxic person because we were just vibing on each other's energy. And it was just not an equally yoked marriage. And I knew that going in, but did it anyway. Because I felt like, oh, you know, I'm this age and I probably won't get married again. Um, My first marriage, my husband ended up getting killed in an accident. That's my daughter's father. So she was eight months old. So she didn't even get to grow up with her father. And that was my first marriage. And so it ended in death. So I was a young widow. Mm -hmm. So, And then... You know, I'm getting older and things are pretty settled for me. You know, I had gone back to school, kind of, you know, worked through the grieving process, all of that. And then I started feeling like, okay, time, you know, time is running out for me. I'm I'm still single. I'm not married. I wasn't in the category of I had never been married as a black woman because I had. I, I was in that that awkward category. I'm single with the with a daughter and I'm widowed. And so as time moved on for me and I got up in years in my late thirties, I started feeling more or less like, okay, you know, this has to happen for me. I dated, um, and dated some pretty cool guys. Um, then I ran into the wrong guy and out, mm-hmm. and I've always been attracted to bad boys. So, you know, that, that right there, but this one was a little too bad. so um in that relationship you know it's I learned a lot I learned a lot about myself um I learned about how sacrificing I am you know self-sacrificing for other people um that I love especially for people that I love I'm like I'm gonna go hard for you I'm faithful um, I'm loyal. I'm going to stay in this. We're going to fight this through, even if I'm the only one fighting to make it work. But I realized, though, that doesn't work. That energy is on the wrong person. And so once I untangled myself out of that, it happened like for five years, I was untangling me mindset, working on, you know, my mindset, working on, you know, my thoughts. and uh, healing from traumas that I had in my childhood. So moving through all of those things for the first three, three years. And then I, I filed for bankruptcy and cause I was setting it up. I knew I was leaving, but I was going to leave with a plan mm-hmm. because I still wanted to have my lifestyle. I didn't want to have to sell my house move uh, downsize into something else. I like my neighborhood. I'd been over here for a while. I made my house a home. So I didn't want to lose any of those, those things. And so I made a plan um, to get out of it. And the first thing that I knew I had to do was get my mind right. And then my finances, and then I could untangle myself from that situation. And that I believe is also why I could untangle myself from the situation and not be bitter or not even hate hate my ex-husband. Like mm-hmm. if I saw him right now today, I would be concerned. I would talk to him. We don't have anything to talk about because we didn't have any children between us. So the divorce was, you know, 
done done and over with when we you know when we untangled ourselves from it but um I can say that that was so far in my life the biggest learning experience I had ever had because I when I love I love hard and like I said I'm loyal I'm faithful and in that that situation um I wore so many masks every day going mm-hmm. to work or with friends or with family. Why do you think you went to work and with family you were wearing that mask? I don't I didn't think anyone would understand number one, I was ashamed. Mm-hmm. I was ashamed of the kind of relationship that I was in and took most of the responsibility for it, even though all of it wasn't on me. But for whatever reason a lot of women, when the marriage fails, we tend to take it on as our responsibility, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was ashamed. Um, and then just didn't feel like that I had anyone I could talk to who would understand. Yes. I'm glad you said that because a lot of times we get, we wear so much and it's not our weight to carry. And I tell so many of my clients, it's not your weight to carry. Mm-hmm. Even though you, you're telling yourself and you're going through mentally, like, how do I, you know, say this or how do I get through this? And it's because, you know, growing up, like I talk about the time, however you grow up, that's how you tend to carry on in your adulthood until you realize, okay, wait a minute, I got to do something different because this is not the right way or necessarily I need to do things differently in order to get a different outcome. And so Mm -hmm. you had to keep pushing through and you wore that Mm -hmm. mask because you felt like in that moment, that was the thing for you to do. Right. Right. And how the mask came off, again, therapy, I got a life coach. Um, and then I met my my husband, who at that time wasn't my husband. I met him online. Mm-hmm. And that relationship was probably one of the most loving things that God has done for me. Because that that or this relationship I'm in now, because I'm married to him, that relationship developed. It was a friendship that developed between us. And um, just me being able to talk to him about what I was going through um, and how it was making me feel. And he was so supportive and so open to my conversation because that's all we had was conversation because we had a, a whole continent between us. <laughs> he lived in Ghana and I lived in the U.S. And so our conversations are what helped me get through the healing process as well. Mm, having those conversations. Because at least to our last question, what words of advice would you give to someone who is like the woman that you used to be, you know, doesn't know how, doesn't feel like, you know, she can talk to someone. What advice would you give her to actually remove that mask? Like what would be your first step, second step, or third step? Mm, I would say, I'm I'm, I'm remiss in not saying this because I should have, because my first step was prayer. Mm, I love that. 
Yeah, my first step before I even sought out counseling or anything else, it was prayer. And then the the prayer is what gave me the strength and the wisdom to go go to these other steps. And so definitely prayer would be the first the first uh, thing that I would say do. Okay. Pray and 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 just, you know, until you hear from God on what to do and when you hear from him. Because I heard from him a lot about my relationship. And I didn't act on what I heard. Mm-hmm. So you got to take action. You have to be ready. Execute. <laughs> yeah, if you have to be ready. So when you ask for guidance and he gives you that guidance, then you got to take action. And don't be afraid to take the action because it's all for your good. It's it's uh, scary. It feels like, um, you know, you're fearful because you, this is the devil you know. You don't know what's on the other side. But take the risk and go to the other side because your heart can never be wrong. And love love is not not something that will hurt you. And so... If it's something that's going to move you away from hurt, trust me, you're on the right track. It's scary. Um, you know, you you know, you don't know. You have a lot of uncertainty. But trust me, through his word, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Yeah. Because what's waiting for you on the other side is a Whole, whole lot, lot more, better. <laughs> whole lot better than what you're in right now. Yes, I think it's hard for some women to just say, okay, can I really start over? I got these kids, I got this house, what will people say? Mm-hmm. But I'm with you, Shanette. Mm-hmm. Just just do it. Do it for you. Yeah. Do it for your peace. Mm-hmm. Do it for your sanity. Mm-hmm. Do it for you to longevity of your life. Right. Because I ask people all the time, if things were to stay the way they were right now, would you be happy? Would you be able to sustain? And they're like, no. So that means you got to choose you and you got to choose you wisely. So, Shana, how can our guests and our followers, our listeners stay in contact with you? They can stay in contact with me on social media. Or my website. Um, website is yourdayandbeyond.com. And social media, Instagram and Facebook is yourdayandbeyond.com. But I'd also like to let everyone know that I have a tour getting ready to kick off to Ghana um, in July of 2024. And you can get more information on that also on your day and beyond travel adventures all right i love it we'll we'll make sure that is posted below so everyone can stay in tune and stay connected with you and get on your trip to go to ghana love it well Chanel, we're so excited to have you as a guest here on our episode what are some parting words that you would love to leave to empower our moms our entrepreneurs and our educators when it comes to removing the mask I would say do it now, especially if you're listening to this this show and um, 
you've been prompted or you've been uncomfortable um, because what's being said is resonating with you, then that is your cue to, to take action in your life this year. Don't let another year go by um, being hurt, being misused, being mistreated, um, being sad, being unhappy. Take action. I'm so glad you said that's my word for 2024 is to execute because, you know, what good is all that knowledge or knowing that something is not working or good for you or right for you or whatever, if you're not going to take action and execute because you're going to be in the same place 15 years from now. And so I agree with you. Take action, execute, do what you need to do to create the life that you truly, truly desire. Well, Shanette, thank you so much for being on our episode today at Empower, the letter U, Crown Up. We're so excited to have you and we look forward to having you on future episodes. I look forward to it too. And thank you so much for having me. Yes.